Well, here I am. Welcome back to M Nation. My name is James Carlton, and please drink coconut Red Bull. Today, we are here to talk about one of the most exciting events on the pro wrestling calendar every single year. Today, we're here to talk about the Royal Rumble, which is happening in San Antonio, Texas, where I spent four months of my life this year. We uh, don't go to San Antonio in the summer. It is, it's awful. It is bad. It, it's a pressure cooker after 10 a.m. It's do not do that. Um, I assume that in the winter it's beautiful, but during the summer, no go, no go. Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about the Royal Rumble today, and it the last I know this is hard to think about, but the last time there was a premium live event, it was Survivor Series. That was Thanksgiving weekend. That was literally two months ago. There hasn't been a premium live event since then, and yeah, we had the big SmackDown at the end of December with the Cena match and everything, but uh, it's just not the same. So now we have our first Peacock event in um, of the year, and it's one of, you know, some people look forward to the Royal Rumble more than they look forward to WrestleMania, simply because WrestleMania is a little bit more, yeah, it's grand and it's beautiful and it's amazing, but it's a little bit more predictable of a show, and the Royal Rumble just has this special feeling about it, of the uncertainty and the surprises. People love the Royal Rumble matches and how the Royal Rumble, after the Royal Rumble is over, you kind of have an idea of what WrestleMania is going to look like. And until you get to the Royal Rumble, you really can't be sure. So as we look at the Royal Rumble right now, we have five announced matches. Not saying there can't be one that's thrown together, but we have the men's Royal Rumble match. We have the women's Royal Rumble match. We have Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Uh, we have Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Kevin Owens for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And we have Alexa Bliss versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. So we got five matches here. Obviously, the men's and the women's Royal Rumble match are going to be an hour long each at minimum. So the show itself starts at 7 p.m. Central Time uh, with a pre-show, hour-long pre-show starting, um, starting at 6 p.m. The show is taking place from the San Antonio Alamo Dome, which is a football stadium. Let me see what the uh, the capacity is. San and uh, Alamo Dome, Alamo Dome capacity. We are looking at seventy-two thousand uh, seat capacity. So, okay, so we got sixty-four thousand seats that are just in the. Uh, not on the field itself, but when you add seats onto the bottom, in theory, I don't think they're going to completely fill it up. Um, and obviously, one entire side of the uh, one entire side of the stadium is going to be tarped off, and they're just going to make it look like one end is full. Um, the magic—that's the magic of how TV works. They're probably going to get forty thousand people in there uh, this weekend in downtown San Antonio. So yeah, like I said, the pre-show starts at six p.m. Central Time. The main card, um, when the real show begins, will start at seven p.m. And they will most likely save the men's Royal Rumble match for the main event. Women's Royal Rumble match will probably go second or third, um, or it could open the show. Who knows? But um, I reckon, or in in this case, um, I think they might do the the. Let's just start where I think they're going to start. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens is most likely going to be the first match of the night because if the men's Royal Rumble match is the main event, then they're not going to put Roman second to last or second from first. He's going to go first to kick off the show, just like he did last year against Seth Rollins in that match where he ended up losing by disqualification. But uh, nonetheless, this match is going to be great. This It's the best storyline in all of professional wrestling with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and um, the bloodline and what's going on right now. Um, there's no stipulation on this match, so there's a pretty good chance that Roman just wins by disqualification or Sammy does something or somebody loses by count out. But 
Um, Roman is obviously going to keep the belts here, but how exactly this story, how the, what we're, we're really not looking forward to the match as much as we're looking forward to what's going to happen during or after the match with Sami Zayn. Because Roman said on Monday that he doesn't want to see Sami Zayn until the Royal Rumble. So, and he said that Sami Zayn's final test is going to be at the Royal Rumble. So what on earth could this final test be? Could it be to help Roman retain the, the the championship against Kevin? Could it be to win the Royal Rumble match itself? Could it be to help the Usos with something or Solo Sokoa? We don't know. That's the beauty of what's going to happen this this uh, this Saturday is we don't know. Speaking of Saturday, we just want to throw this out here. The fact of the matter that the Royal Rumble and all these other premium live events have been on Saturdays since Triple H took over has been one of the best decisions WWE could have ever done. Because first of all, there's a lot of people who don't live in the United States who watch these things. So when you have this going on, it's like, okay, if people in the United Kingdom want to watch the Royal Rumble live, then they're going to have to watch it until like three in the morning. And then if they have, if they have to work on Monday morning, then the situation is just awful for them because then they're only going to get two hours of sleep or they have to, they have to call in the next day. And then Lord forbid you live in like Australia or you live in somewhere else that's, that the show starts at like four in the morning or six in the morning or eight in the morning on a Monday. Like it's just a bad situation for everybody involved unless you live on the on like the West Coast of California or in Denver, Colorado. But basically, um, now that they put it on Saturdays. Um, it allows the opportunity for people who don't live in the prime viewing times to sleep in the next day or uh, if they if they work on Sunday. Um, it just gives – most people don't work on the weekends, but some people do. But nonetheless, um, just provides a better opportunity for people to sleep in who don't live in the primary viewing time zones. So anyway, they're going to start with Roman and Kevin. Roman is obviously going to win. And the angle of Sami Zayn, how he fits into there is going to be awesome like we don't know obviously how it's going to happen but there's predictions out there and do they betray sammy do is this the, is this the night where sammy zane is finally betrayed by the bloodline because remember next month the elimination chamber is echoing from the um the uh the bell center in montreal quebec canada where sammy zane is from or he's from that region so is kevin owens and sammy zane is most likely going to be the centerpiece of that show because of the home crowd reaction he's going to get um, I don't know if he's going to be fighting Roman for the title in at the Elimination Chamber or if he's just going to be in the Elimination Chamber match. But there's been some leaked posters of the show so far for Montreal, the Elimination Chamber. And Sami Zayn has been a prominent member of all of those posters. So moving on, uh, we have Bianca Blair versus Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, this is interesting. We don't know what on earth is going to happen here, obviously, with all the Uncle Howdy stuff playing into it. Um, there's no stipulation for this match either. Obviously it's a grudge match because they tried to have this match and then uncle Howdy got in the way and Alexa bliss is being ever so slowly corrupted by uncle Howdy. So, um, I think there's a good chance that Alexa could just win. Maybe uncle Howdy distracts, uh, uncle Howdy distracts Bianca and Alexa is able to get the win, but they got to be careful because they can't push Bianca Belair. I know Bianca Belair is going to stand tall at WrestleMania no matter what, but we got to remember, no, no matter how big of an attraction Alexa Bliss is, and she is, she she's a huge money draw for WWE. Bianca Belair is the future of the WWE women's division along with, because uh, they're only going to have Bailey and Becky, and obviously Sasha's already gone to New Japan, and Charlotte's only got so much time left, but Bianca's going to be there for a long time. Uh, Rhea Ripley's going to be there for a long time. You got to take care of uh, these younger superstars that are going to make you a lot of money. So I think that 
uh, Bianca Belair is ultimately going to stand, uh, stand tall in the end, but I could definitely see this feud with Alexa Bliss um, going a lot further. But at the same time, you got to be careful with keeping Bianca Belair out of a non-serious feud with a spooky stuff going on with Alexa Bliss and uh, Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy and whatnot. And at one point here, do you just, and we'll talk about this in a second with the LA Knight match, but at what point here do you just unmask Uncle Howdy and reveal it to be Bo Dallas? At what point does that happen? Is Bray Wyatt wrestling Bo Dallas at WrestleMania? Is he wrestling Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania? And is that the point where Bo is unmasked? Or um, There's just a lot of fun stuff that can happen with this, but I, I guess I, I guess Alexa Bliss could win. But we'll just have to see what they want to do if they want to extend this feud any further. Um, we have Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight, which is obviously Bray Wyatt's first match back since he returned in, what was that? Was it early November or was it late October? After all of the uh, uh, all the White Rabbit stuff, Bray Wyatt is finally back to a huge reaction at the, uh, the sold-out uh, TD Garden in Boston. Excuse me, no, they had it. They had, that was Survivor Series. Where was... Um, where was Extreme Rules? Ah, eh, I forget. It's not that important. Um, he comes out at the end of Extreme Rules to a massive pop. And then people have been slightly disappointed by what he's been doing on TV since he came back. Yeah, obviously they had to kill some time and they had to get through every week. But there's been quite a, excuse me, there's been a lot of weeks where Bray Wyatt had just came out and he would just get interrupted by Uncle Howdy. And it would he, Uncle Howdy would just murmur and he would say the same things every single time when it would make no sense. And I know that it's a spooky character and it's not always supposed to make sense and it's riddles and stuff like that. But ultimately, people are excited to see Bray Wyatt because of the results he brings, not because of... Uh, it's just, it's just, it feels like they were just BSing it for a long time with Uncle Howdy. And now that they finally had Uncle Howdy walk out there like four weeks ago, they finally... Um, got to a point where, okay, so Uncle Howdy is a different person than Bray Wyatt. They're, we're finally getting somewhere with this story. And it's a great story. I'm, ex I'm excited for it. Every I lock in. every. I, there are some points when I'm watching SmackDown where I'm just scrolling on my phone, scrolling on Twitter or whatever. When that Bray Wyatt stuff starts, I lock in every single time. I'm just I'm glued to the TV screen. And at the end of the day, that's all that Bray Wyatt's trying to do. So if people aren't, or if people aren't happy with the angle, and how do I say it? If one person is locked to their screen and not even thinking about touching their phone during the segment, then you know what? Bray Wyatt is winning, and Bray Wyatt is a genius, and Bray Wyatt deserves all the money. He could be the next Undertaker. And that's what we saw on Raw this last week when the Undertaker walked out of the ring with Bray Wyatt. That is basically a passing the torch moment. Hey, Undertaker is what, 56, 57 years old now? He's done. He is done for the rest of his career. The only way he's getting another match is if Saudi Arabia pays him a billion dollars. Yeah, it could happen, but I, I think The Undertaker, he's ready to, he's, I think he's ready to go to retirement. And we wouldn't have done that whole bells and whistles thing with, um, with AJ Styles in the last match back in 2020, had we had this idea. I think Undertaker is, and the last ride documentary and everything, I think The Undertaker's done. So now Bray Wyatt has this amazing ability to keep reinventing himself like Chris Jericho. And Bray Wyatt is going to carry the spookiness for the next Lord knows how many years. So yeah, uh, an LA Knight, ever since he came to the main roster, of course, at first he was, uh, he was, uh, what was it? Max Dupree. He was Max Dupree with the maximum male models who are doing whatever on SmackDown now. But, uh, obviously a couple months ago, he broke away from the maximum male models and he is now just regular L not regular. There's nothing regular about it. He's an amazing character. Um, people compare him to the rock, but LA Knight is uh, he's back. He's better than ever. 
and he's ready for mainstream television. He's going to do a lot of good for WWE on the SmackDown brand or wherever he's performing. But uh, so, yeah, LA Knight is going up against uh, Bray Wyatt here. And it's what even is a pitch black match? Oh, sorry, a Mountain Dew pitch black match. So a Mount, Mountain Dew has this new flavor called pitch black or something. I guess I'll have to try it sometime. But uh, or maybe I should drink one during the match. Ooh, that's an idea. Um, I got to write that down. But nonetheless, so what even is a Mountain Dew pitch black match? Is this something where all the fans are going to be expected to um, have their are they just going to turn all the lights off in the building and then have the the fans put in the front row, like turn on their flashlights or something to create all the light that they need to uh, have the match in? Is that even safe? Like what on earth could possibly be happening here? Is Uncle Howdy going to get involved? Like like we just talked about uh, a couple minutes ago, the beauty about this whole Bray Wyatt situation is that you always have more questions than you have answers. And when it comes to Bray Wyatt's matches, you never are quite sure what's going to happen. So that's what's so cool about this pitch black match is that none of us know what a pitch black match is. Just like none of us knew what a Firefly Funhouse match was. And remember how that turned out? That was one of the most critically acclaimed segments of the entire wrestling year in 2020. The, the Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena at WrestleMania 36. So I think they're going to knock this one out of the park. I think that Bray Wyatt, this is going to be, like we mentioned a couple minutes ago, Bray Wyatt has not, obviously he received a lot of great fanfare when he came back, but he hasn't had that. I mean, other than what happened with The Undertaker on Raw, but he hasn't really had his first match back yet where it's like, oh, Bray Wyatt is here and he is here and he's not playing games anymore. And he he will like do not mess around with Bray Wyatt. And I think that Bray Wyatt and LA Knight are going to have a great showing and Bray Wyatt is going to uh, he's going to force us all to remember what made him so great when he was at his highest uh, in the Eater of Worlds back in 2017 when they gave him the strap heading into WrestleMania 34 against, or excuse me, 33 against Randy Orton. But there's a reason why Bray Wyatt was WWE champion. There's a reason why, because he's a genius and he's a good wrestler. No, he's not going to be doing any 450 splashes anytime soon, but he is a, he is sports entertainment at its finest. Well, that might be Seth Rollins, but anyway, so we got the women's Royal Rumble match here. So I'll, I'll, uh, I predict that Bray Wyatt's going to win, but we have the women's Royal Rumble match, 30 woman Royal Rumble match for a women's championship match at WrestleMania 39. So, I think the match is going to be great, and I think we're going to have the correct winner, but there's one problem, right? So, uh, this is it's the same problem that we faced last year. So, as of right now, Liv Morgan, SmackDown, Candice LeRae Raw, Rhea Ripley Raw, Raquel Rodriguez, SmackDown, Shayna Baszler, SmackDown, Zelina Vega, SmackDown, Emma, SmackDown. Um, seven. We have seven confirmed entrants out of 30. Um, I should have the, the Raw and SmackDown women's division roster pulled up here. Obviously, they have a lot more women than the seven that have been confirmed. They probably have, if we're being honest, they probably have like 20 at the ready from the main roster that are going to be in the match. But you still have the issue of you have 10, you have 10 spots that are going to have to be callbacks. And I think the Bellas could be in the match. I think that Alita or a Trish Stratus or... Um, other people could definitely be in the match too. And don't get me wrong. I think the winner's already announced. I think Rhea Ripley is going to win. I hope they do. Rhea Ripley is the future. She's amazing. And she needs to, what she's doing with the judgment day and what she's doing with Dominic Mysterio has been incredible. That stuff is, that stuff is amazing with the whole, um, uh, prison Dom prison Mike thing. That's it's the, it's the most laugh out. That's pro wrestling. It's, it's the best. It is the best. 
So Rhea Ripley is eventually going to break away from the Judgment Day here, whether or not she's still in the group and she's the Raw Women's Champion or SmackDown Women's Champion or whatever. But uh, Rhea Ripley is going to have an amazing match at WrestleMania, and I hope she wins. I really, And I know that kind of uh, detracts from what I said earlier about Bianca Belair and her standing tall. But as long as Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler have an amazing rivalry and you know that they're as good as one another and you don't bury one of them, you're going to have two stars for the next 10 years. Rhea Ripley is amazing, and I hope she wins uh, the Women's Royal Rumble match. And I hope we get a lot of uh, surprise entrants in the Women's Royal Rumble match, whether that's Mickey James again. Um, I heard that Candice Michelle, the uh, Undertaker's wife, is trying to get in the match, but I don't know if they're going to let her. I don't know if there's injury concerns or if she's ready to go back in the ring again or what that situation would be. I think she was in the 2018 Women's Royal Rumble, the first one they ever had. But... Um, it's going to be a great match, nonetheless. Uh, and Nia Jax. Nia, I, I would pop. Um, if you're unaware, pop is the uh, is the term for, like, crowd noise, like, uh, instant, like, crowd reaction. Like the, ah, you know, when, uh, when someone's entrance hits or when something really cool happens. I would pop so hard if, if, uh, if Nia Jax came out. That would make my day. You know, a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about Nia Jax and her style of wrestling and what she said on social media. And it, it has to be said, Nia Jax on at least three to four occasions had a very, very bad um, incident where she was dropping people on her heads, on their heads and just not being super safe. Your number one job as a pro wrestler is to protect your opponent because at the end of the day, they have families to go back to. They have people to support. And um if you're going to be in the ring with somebody, you got to protect them in professional wrestling. But nonetheless, uh, Nia Jax was always, to me, one of the most believable, one of the most, she was one of the most consistent characters around. And yeah, she had some funny moments and she had some not so good moments and bad storylines, but that's not all her fault. And I think Nia Jax deserves a, a chance to, and remember, Nia Jax was in the men's Royal Rumble back in 2019. Imagine Oh my gosh, if Nia Jax comes out at the number 30, that would be, inc and she gets eliminated by Rhea Ripley to win the match, oh, you've got me sold. You've got me sold. So yeah, I think Rhea Ripley's going to win this match. Oh yeah, and uh, Zack Ryder's girlfriend, oh, what is her name? Oh, I am, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Uh, Zack Ryder girlfriend, Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green is, sorry, their fiance. Yeah, Chelsea Green, they, she's been backstage with WWE for a while now. Uh, she's still with them. And uh, they're going to have her debut in the Rumble or re-debut or whatever you would say. Because I think Zack Ryder, and we'll get to this in a minute, I think Zack Ryder is going to be, or uh, I don't know, they're going to go back to Zack Ryder being his actual name. Um, but I don't think he's going to be allowed to be, oh Lord, what's his, um, uh, Zack Ryder Indies, Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, right? He, he's not going to be able to be Matt Cardona in back in WWE. They're going to make him be uh, Zack Ryder. Maybe not the character Zack Ryder, but they're going to have him, his name be Zack Ryder. But nonetheless, uh, Chelsea Green is probably is nearly 100% going to be a surprise entrant in the Women's Royal Rumble, but uh, nonetheless, we're going to have a great Women's Royal Rumble. And then on to the Men's Royal Rumble. Oh, we are going to have some fun. Here we go. So Kofi Kingston, he was the very first person to announce his, um, 
his entrance into the Royal Rumble. That that was on December 2nd, 2022 on SmackDown. Because if you recall last year, he well, Kofi Kingston every single year has a high highlight reel save of not getting eliminated in the Royal Rumble. And last year, he tried to do a spot with Kevin Owens where he jumped up onto the top rope to do a springboard and then Kevin Owens pushed him back out of the ring and then onto the floor. And then what, what was supposed to happen was Kofi was basically going to break all of his ribs and he was supposed to land on the barricade without... Um, his feet hitting the ground. And unfortunately, I think he was a little bit too low and his feet hit the ground. Uh, he was thankfully not injured in the spot and uh, there was no hiding it. There was really no hiding it, whatever. The cameras caught it perfectly and he was not able to BS that his feet hadn't touched the ground. So he, he they failed the spot last year. And I don't want to say the word fail over anything that ha- happened with Kofi last year at the Rumble because that spot was, first of all, like super dangerous. So if they would have pulled that off, that would have just been the, the, as far as I'm concerned, the number one thing about that spot is safety. As long as both guys, but Kofi in particular, were safe about it. Obviously, Kevin didn't want to push him off of the springboard so hard that he was going to go into the crowd. And Kofi obviously didn't want to launch himself so hard that he was going to go into the crowd. But as long as Kofi was was healthy afterwards and he wasn't injured, um, that's number one priority, but obviously at all times. But it's unfortunate. So Kofi announced himself on December 2nd. That way he could get his revenge on the Royal Rumble so he can... Uh, so he can make things right after not being able to save it last year. All right, moving on now. Santos Escobar, uh, Ricochet defeated Top Dollar to qualify on SmackDown. Uh, Austin Theory, Seth freaking Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, uh, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, um, the Ring General, Cody Rhodes, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross, and Dominic Mysterio have all announced for the Royal Rumble match. Wait, so let me count this up here. We've got 3, 7, 9, uh, 11, uh, 15, 16. We have 16 announced competitors for the Men's Royal Rumble match. Obviously, they have the facilities to fill up those other 14 spots with other wrestlers on the roster. I think we're going to get five surprise entrants, obviously with Cody Rhodes not being one of them. There is a very, very good chance that, uh, well, Matt Cardona, or better known as Zack Ryder in WWE, Zack Ryder announced, that, not he didn't really announce, but it just came out because this stuff is public. Uh, he trademarked the phrase, woo, 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 you know it, which was obviously his old WWE catchphrase. So now he wants to make sure that all of the money that he that gets made from that catchphrase from now on goes back to him and not to WWE. So it seems like a pretty good lock that uh, Matt Cardona is coming back to WWE um, as Zack Ryder. Like we said before, doesn't mean he has to be his old gimmick. Not like there's anything wrong with his old gimmick, but if it's going to be a much more harder persona or more, um, uh, how do I say, more indie persona, obviously he can't do everything he did on the indies because uh, he was literally taking Hurricane Rana's from a uh, from like a four year old girl at one point, and he was having death matches with people. But he did a lot of he's, he's similar to the Cody Rhodes situation. Uh, Matt Cardona, excuse me, Zack Ryder got fired in the uh, in the cuts of 2020 during the pandemic. He was one of those casualties, and in that time away, he went to the Indies, and he made himself an absolute superstar. Not like like he wasn't one already. I mean, he won a ladder match at WrestleMania, the opening contest in Texas at WrestleMania 32 back in 2016. You're not a superstar. Like, they don't just let people win ladder matches at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship if you're not, if they don't believe in you, they don't think you're a good star, so... Um, Zack Ryder was obviously a star before he left WWE, but he just did an incredible run, um, afterwards. So, uh, here we are and 
obviously there was speculation for a really long time that Dwayne Johnson was going to come back and he was going to be in this match. But I think, I don't think they're going to run with Dwayne Johnson this year. I don't think there's enough time. I think there would have been a little bit more buildup by now. There's still a chance. I think there's a 10% chance that Dwayne Johnson's music hits on, on Saturday night at the Alamo Dome. But I, the, what's crazy about the, the world we're living in now and the professional wrestling community is that or the internet wrestling community is that, there is a much better chance of Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hitting in the Royal Rumble match than there is of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And there's a much better chance of Vince McMahon's music hitting in the Royal Rumble match than there is of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I, st- I think those are two very, very, um, those those two opportunities could very much happen. Uh, but as far as the winner of the match goes, you've got three different paths here. You've got Cody Rhodes. You've got Sami Zayn. And you've got The Rock. Cody Rhodes, most likely going to win the match. He's going to win the match. He's going to challenge for the belt at WrestleMania. And he's probably going to beat Roman. Or at least he's going to beat them for one of the belts. He's probably going to beat him for just the WWE Championship. Because that's the one his dad never won. And then Roman can hold on to the Universal Championship, which he's held since uh, late August uh, or middle August of um of 2020, the the one, the big, the blue one, the ones that that he's had for um, the last two and a half years, because he's only had the WWE championship since he beat Brock at last year's WrestleMania. But nonetheless, um, so Cody coming off of that, that awful injury that he fought through at hell in the cell last year, uh, Cody Rhodes is going to win the men's Royal rumble match. Most likely we don't know what number he's going to come out. It's going to be really interesting if he comes out at four, or five to say, and then because it, it's one thing if he comes out at twenty seven, and he picks up the pieces of everybody, and then he wins, because um, that would that's more of like a bad guy thing to do, you know. But if he if he enters right in the middle or towards the beginning, and then he has to climb all the way there, like and he has to go over Seth Rollins, and he's got to eliminate him, and that would be great. So yeah, Cody Rhodes most likely going to win the Royal Rumble. Now let's talk about The Rock before we talk about Sami Zayn. The Rock. Let's talk about this real quick. The Rock could win the Royal Rumble simply because WrestleMania is in Los Angeles. Simply because Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I think it, they've probably kept it a really good secret if it's going to happen. There, We've seen this happen before. The Rock could win the Royal Rumble match, Come, have him come out at 29, have him come out at 30, whatever you want. And The Rock just goes in there, eliminates a couple people, and then that's it. I think I think The Rock could win. And then he challenges Roman Reigns for both belts at WrestleMania on night two, and Roman wins. That's it. But if Rock comes back, does he does he need to win? No, he wouldn't. Um, and they're not going to have The Rock do anything at WrestleMania that isn't the biggest thing. They're not going to have him respectfully go in a match for the Intercontinental title or the United States Championship. It's going to be the whole WrestleMania is going to be about The Rock. But uh, if The Rock was to enter the Royal Rumble, but... Anyway, or, oh my gosh, could you imagine if The Rock entered the Royal Rumble and he just didn't win? That'd be so funny, but that's not going to happen. Anyway, on to Sami Zayn now. I think for the longest time, WWE, Triple H, everybody has been sold on the fact that Cody Rhodes is going to win the Royal Rumble. We've thought about this for months, ever since he got injured. Cody Rhodes is going to win the Royal Rumble, he's going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and he's going to win. And yeah, it's probably going to happen. But what they could have never expected was how great this Sami Zayn storyline has turned out. Sami Zayn, he had a conversation with Roman backstage like two years ago or whatever it was, right when Roman's the Bloodline storyline was just starting to get going. 
and then it doesn't it wasn't touched for a while. And then in the summer of 2020 or 2023, excuse me, Sami Zayn starts hanging out with the bloodline for real. He hangs out with them every week. He starts saving Roman Reigns from certain things. He starts hanging out with the Usos and he runs around in a bloodline shirt and pretends like he's in the bloodline. And then against all odds, Sami Zayn becomes a member of the bloodline. He becomes, they haven't called him Sami Uso yet, but he's become an unofficial member of the bloodline. Obviously the, uh, the honorary Us. he's, this story has been outstanding and the weekly updates on it have just been amazing from Paul Heyman's little tiny facial details to the hidden messages, to the war games match, to everything. It's been perfect. They couldn't have done this better. But the only thing that scares me now is the idea that Cody Rhodes wins the Rumble and then they don't hammer home the fact that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to beat the Usos for the Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. Because if they don't hammer home that fact, then what you're going to have is this. You're going to have the Daniel Bryan situation from from 2014. Not like that was a bad thing because that really helped. That was the right thing. It was the right move and Daniel Bryan won. But we all want Cody Rhodes to win. And we don't want Cody Rhodes to be considered anything but the, the good guy here. So unless they push Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn winning the tag team championships from the Usos, big, big deal at at uh, at WrestleMania this year, then the fans are just going to chant Sammy, Sammy, Sammy every single week when Cody or Roman is saying anything. And then they're going to be forced to insert Sammy into the situation and it's not going to be fair to Cody. And then Cody's going to have to go heel or whatever. They could do a triple threat match. Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes versus... But this isn't about Sami Zayn if Cody Rhodes is going to win the Royal Rumble. It's about Cody Rhodes. So they have to get this right. I think everybody, everybody in the IWC would be on board for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn winning the Tag Team Championships from the Usos at WrestleMania. But they just need to make it very clear that Sami Zayn is not going to be challenging Roman. Because ultimately... Let's let's be realistic here. We love Sami Zayn. We want Sami Zayn to be a world champion eventually, but Sami Zayn cannot be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns because Sami Zayn is ultimately not going to be the face of WWE like Cody can. Sami Zayn is one of the best professional wrestlers in the world, inside and out. But from a marketing point of view, and I know this is what people said about Daniel Bryan, but I want I want you to remember that Daniel Bryan was only world champion for a month before he got injured, and then he was world champion again in uh, in 2018 and 2019 um, as a bad guy. But as a face, Sami Zayn is just not going to bring in the numbers and the money that Roman Reigns and Cody bring in. That's an unfortunate fact. We all love Sami Zayn, but it's just the truth. So regarding that, um, Sami Zayn, what's what's the final four of the Rumble going to be? Could you well, also let's let's note on the fact that Jay White is a free agent and Switchblade Jay White. There's a very good chance that Jay White debuts for WWE in the Royal Rumble, and if that happens, a lot of people are going to be happy, and it's going to be an awesome moment. And what if he? What if that sets up a WrestleMania match for Rollins and and Jay White? Then that would be amazing because obviously Cody wouldn't wrestle Rollins again. Well, I mean, if you're going to do Sammy Roman at WrestleMania, if nothing works out, then yeah, you can do Cody versus. Rollins again at WrestleMania, but I think people are done with the, I think the Hell in the Cell match was the perfect way to end that Cody Rollins storyline for now. If you want to go back to it in, in three years, fine, but we're done for now. We've seen enough. We're ready for Cody to go on to do other things. So yeah, um, I think that the final four of the Royal Rumble is going to be Cody Rhodes, uh, Sami Zayn, probably Seth Rollins and like a Bobby Lashley or a Braun Strowman 
type of deal here because we need to have if you're going to have a final four of the rumble you need to have at least three of the people in the final four be potential winners no matter how much of a favorite cody is to win the match you need to have somebody in there that's like oh this person could legitimately win because that would create enough good tension at the end so really as we're looking at this no matter who the winner is of the royal rumble match for either for either the women's match or the men's match we're spoiled we are the winners we have an incredible pay-per-view in front of us. We have an incredible um, celebration. The WrestleMania sign is hung up in the Alamo Dome. I've been refreshing for hours trying to see if there's any leaks of the stage. I've seen the ring and I've seen the LEDs above the ring, but I haven't seen the stage. I'm hoping that they put up an actual stage this year because they're in a football stadium and not a uh, – but they're, oh, they're probably going to do that thing like they did last year, aren't they? They're going to do that little, uh, little entranceway like they did at the uh, – the the dome in Kansas City last year, or excuse me, in St. Louis, um, the dome in America Center where the Royal Rumble was last year. But since they're not in a baseball stadium anymore, they don't really have the excuse of putting up a couple tiny LED strips in the dugout and calling that a stage. But you know what? I mean, if if the Clash of the Castle stage worked and the Royal Rumble stage last year worked, I'm just hoping we get a couple, we get a little bit more than a couple small LED strips. But Regardless, I know this is a longer podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, it brings me great joy to talk about this stuff. And if you're listening, thank you so much. Um, we're going to provide more uh, wrestling content on here as well. Um, just a quick reminder to anybody that potentially contacts me after this. Yes, professional wrestling is scripted. I am fully aware of that. Professional wrestling is a medium of entertainment that millions of people across the world watch and enjoy as basically it's i mean think about it a movie you know that movies like aren't real you know that harry potter is not a real thing that happens somewhere in the world you realize that forrest gump was not a real human being so why is professional wrestling any different it's all it is is soap operas with body slams that's literally all it is so uh, nonetheless, thank you for joining us today on this Royal Rumble preview. I will get this posted Saturday morning or maybe tonight. Who knows? Probably Saturday morning. But thank you for spending your time with us. Please drink coconut Red Bull. Please drink it responsibly because there's a lot of sugar in that stuff. But um, anyway, thank you for joining me. My name is James Carlton, and you've been amazing. You've been listening to the M Nation podcast.